Ruth, day four, the beans or the background. Not all series work this way. However, this one is truly best read in sequential order. So if you haven't yet read days one through three, it might be helpful to do that before reading this post. If you're reading the book of Ruth along with this series, there's a link to the text and audio of today's reading on the post page. It was customary for Jewish people during this time to have guardian redeemers within a family. The function of the guardian redeemer, or close relative, was to redeem what a family member might lose in a time of crisis. The guardian redeemer would redeem property by purchasing what had been lost or and then return it to the one forced to sell or by buying back a relative who was forced to sell themselves into slavery. In Ruth's case, her husband has died, and so to honor his name, it was customary for the next of kin to marry the widow and redeem any lost inheritance so that it might remain within the family. The verse, Ruth chapter 3, verses 1 through 4 and 8 through 11. One day, Ruth's mother-in-law, Naomi, said to her, My daughter, I must find a home for you where you will be well provided for. Now Boaz, what with, with whose women you have worked, he, Boaz, is a relative of ours. Tonight, he will be winnowing barley on the threshing floor. So wash, put on perfume, and get dressed in your best clothes. Then go down to the threshing floor, but don't let him know you were there until he has finished eating and drinking. When he lies down, note the place where he is lying. Then go, uncover his feet, and lie down. He will tell you what to do. In the middle of the night, something startled the man. He turned, and there was a woman lying at his feet. Who are you? he asked. I am your servant, Ruth, she said. Spread the corner of your garment over me, since you are a guardian redeemer for our family. The Lord bless you, my daughter, he replied. This kindness is greater than that which you showed earlier. You have not run after the younger men, whether rich or poor. And now, my daughter, you don't need to be afraid. I will do for you all that you ask. All the people of my town will know that you are a woman of noble character. The steam. What does this mean to me, and how can I apply it to my life today? So what do these ancient customs of preserving family lines have to do with me and my situation today? Well, everything, actually. In acting as Ruth's guardian redeemer, Boaz foreshadows the coming Messiah, sent to be the guardian redeemer for all of us. I'm reading this really great book. And in it, the author shared a story about a time where she had a life-saving emergency surgery. As the anesthesiologist placed the sleepy mask on her face and told her to count backwards from 10 to 1, she said she immediately panicked and prayed, Please accept my soul, Jesus. While that might not seem like the worst thing to say in a moment where you're really unsure if you're going to wake up in heaven or on earth, it opened the author's eyes to how weak her faith was. Much like the author, I grew up going to church on Sundays my entire life, and the most pivotal lesson you learned from infancy, if you grew up in a family like mine, was Jesus died on the cross to forgive my sins so that one day when I die, I'll be able to go to heaven. And beyond that sing-songy answer, do I genuinely know and believe in my heart of hearts that I am saved? 
If faced with a similar situation, would I beg Jesus to save my soul out of uncertainty or would I praise him out of a firm knowledge that he has me? The proof that God wants us to rest 100% secure in is his protection and his grace, which can be found in Ephesians 2 verses 8 through 9, which says, For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is a gift from God, not by your works, so that no one can boast. Y'all, it's not up to us. It doesn't matter how many now I we've prayed throughout our years, what our church attendance record looks like, or how many days we volunteered to help those in need. It also doesn't matter how many promises we've broken to God or how many times we've screwed things up yet again. Nothing you have ever done wrong, nor no amount of perfect good deeds will ever be enough to get you into heaven. Our salvation is 100% entirely dependent upon Jesus' death on the cross. So that means all the stressing and worrying, the guilt and the shame, They're all completely unnecessary. The story of Boaz redeeming Ruth, saving her from a life of misery and destitution, foreshadows what the coming Messiah would do for you. You see, in order to qualify as a guardian redeemer, one must meet three requirements. One, he must be related by blood. Two, He must be able to pay the price. And three, he must be willing to redeem. God sent Jesus in human form with flesh and blood to relate to his precious children, making it possible for a holy God to dwell among his creation, his precious children. Jesus, being the only ever perfect human, was the only one capable of paying the price for our sins. And Jesus' entire ministry points to his willingness to save you, regardless of the cost. Read his whole story sometime. It's a good one. Hopefully, you won't be facing emergency surgery anytime soon, but may you wake each and every morning completely assured of your salvation and enjoy a life of bliss as you remember just how loved and cherished you are.